Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, greetings and blessed praise the Lord. It's so great to be tuned in once again uh, on this Thursday. Amen for word power. So glad to be able to um, record this once again for everyone that is listening and those that are here, those that are tuning in. I, I want to I want to bless you and Amen. We're going to get into the Word of God again on get on today. Uh, we're still talking about what we started talking about last week, Amen. And and we're going to deal with that uh, even more tonight going to deal with that a little bit more. We're going to um, bring out some things tonight concerning uh, concerning this uh, scripture and concerning this time. But first, let's pray. Father, we give you glory today. We thank you, Father God, for everyone, Lord, that is here. We thank you, everyone. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done and what you're yet going to do. We give you all the all the praise and all the honor. Lord, there is no one like you. And so we honor you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence, Lord. Father God, I lift up the requests of those, Lord, that are in need of prayer, even right now. We raise them up before you, Father God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would touch, you bring healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, this virus that have that has gone into the United States as of now, I pray, Father God, Lord, that you would shield us, that you would protect us, as I know that you will. But Lord, we're just speaking on that. Our children, our children's children, in the name of Jesus. Father God, I lift up those, Lord, that are in the hospital even right now, that you would touch them. We bind the enemy. We bind the forces. We break afflictions. We break, not only afflictions, but we break infirmities in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, Lord, that this will not come nigh these people, that this will not come nigh the people of God. Father God, not only the people of God, but Father God, Lord, those that are getting to know you, Father God, that need those that, Lord, I pray that you would draw the people that don't know you. Lord, prove yourself real to them. You, I know you don't have to, but do it anyway. And Lord, even as we've talked about the redemptive work, that you, that you have already done. Father God, I pray, Father God, Lord, that it would be come so real to them and that they will understand, Father God, that you did all of this just for us. And we give you all the glory and we give you the praise. Lord, now as we get into this study, we get into this word, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you would just open up the hearts. Father God, plow, let the ground be ready to receive the seed of this word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And we say, amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, we're, we've talked last week a little bit about redemption. These are the things that we're going to talk about, um, that we're going to talk about for the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about redemption, talking about being redeemed. Now, the bottom line of redemption the bottom line of redemption, of course, is being redeemed, totally being redeemed. Redemption means the action of saving or being saved from sin or from death or from anything, etc. It's also the action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. In other words, when you're redeeming something, when something is being being redeemed, uh, or or redemption, you're 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 getting back something that already had left. You're getting back something that's that you know that's already left. Now, the thing that was really interesting to me was the fact that the fact that 
a lot of times it's not it's not how could i say this it's not what has been stolen in the case of in the case of of adam it wasn't the fact that it was stolen it was the fact that it was basically a choice of adam to be disobedient to what god asked hope i said that clearly he went against what we would call the contract he went against the contract contract was you can eat from every tree that's in the garden you can eat from every tree i've i've, I've provided everything for you so that you can you can enjoy so that you can eat you enjoy everything but there's two trees or this tree leave this one alone don't eat from it and isn't it like human nature when we're told not to do something that we have to experience curiosity does that now it wasn't curiosity for adam you know it wasn't curiosity for adam i don't believe it was but i believe that it, well, he was told something and he disobeyed because he went beyond the voice he said since you have accepted the voice of your wife instead of doing what you're supposed to do now it's been messed up the order has been changed my arrangement now because you totally disobeyed obeyed me you totally disobeyed what i had asked you to do i ask a simple thing simply i ask you leave that tree alone don't because if you eat of it there's consequences with that and we got to remember there's consequences a lot of times with our actions but christ took on that sin he took on that sin and he became the curse so that we can have redemption you can have redemption he took that on he took it on just so that we can have redemption isn't that isn't that, isn't that something i was today i was thinking i said redemption means also a release from prior order or contract or obligation it's a release of your of 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 a prior contract it's a release of a contract or an order or an obligation it's a release from that redemption means that means you are now you no longer have to do that but it it'll cost something come on even in a store when you go in and you say basically i'm caught up in this contract i want to get out of this contract what do i need to do business they usually will say okay you can get out but you're going to have to pay this amount because you want to get out of the contract you have a contract for you have a contract for a year but you want to get out of it early you're going to have to pay this certain amount in order to actually get out of it paperwork whatever and so what basically redemption is saying you re i'm releasing you from a prior order the prior order was prior order was basically number one don't eat from that tree and he did anyway so jesus had to come for all humanity and release us from that order that contract that obligation because of it it brought forth sin and the curse upon every one of us what curse did we have a lot of us don't even realize what we're saved from what we've been saved from a lot of us don't realize that we've been saved basically number one from sin we've been saved from the curse of sin to continue sinning what did paul say paul paul basically said that paul basically said said number one that what i would do i'd like to that what i would do i'm supposed to do but that what i would not do i end up doing it because basically jesus had to come to break the stronghold
of that sin. I hope everybody can catch what I'm saying. He broke the stronghold of that sin. Let's look at Galatians. Galatians 3. In the word, in the word, you'll find out that he was talking to the church of Galatia. And 3.13, he said this, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. He took all of that on. Okay? And he said, basically, I'm taking it on. Nobody else could have done that but him. Nobody else could do it. Nobody can change the law but a king. We have a democracy here where we go through voting and we go through all of that. But when you look at a kingdom, the only person that actually can change a law that had been put in place by another king is another king of that same province. He is one. I, I, I often, often laugh, often laugh at coming to America when they were talking about his bride. And he said, who am I? The king said, who am I? That this is, this is something that's been put in place since the beginning of time. Who am I that can change that law? And she says, oh, I thought you were the king. In other words, basically, number one, you have the authority and you have the power to change that that has been put in place. Oh, wow. So what am I saying? Jesus came to Jesus came to take the sting out of that law. And that command, what command are you talking about? The commandments that he spoke about in Deuteronomy. We can go into Deuteronomy. I, I, really, I really am blessed by the fact that it was really set on there. I was going to talk. We're going to, was going to talk, and I still will talk tonight concerning the curses, what a curse is. The curse is totally the opposite of the blessing. Blessings are favor, favor from God. Curses are the totally, the total opposite of a blessing. Cursing is total opposite of a blessing. When you don't have a blessing, you've got a curse. When you don't have a blessing, you have a curse. What is a curse? If blessings is favor, then what is not what what is not favor? Okay, the opposite of favor, the opposite of great positive, the opposite of the positive is the negative. Automatic. I I was looking through looking through uh, like Webster's dictionary, Bible dictionary. Dictionary off of off of the uh, off the internet to find out what a curse actually is, and I wasn't satisfied with it until I realized that number one, I couldn't really get a total understanding of a curse because it's a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual thing. When you talk about a curse, it's a spiritual thing. A curse generally is put on is put on by one that is deemed with the power of that. A curse is often spoken. It's inclinations that they do, that they say. I mean, you look on the TV all the time, you find different ones that have been in, been in witchcraft and stuff like that. Okay, you can say blessings are done by God. Curses are done basically I love the way that I wrote this down here. A curse is devil-driven, allowed by God. Devil-driven, allowed by God. Now, I know there's a lot of you that's going to go, that, that'll probably make a difference with me on that. That part of being allowed by God. Why not? 
Come on. He allows everything to happen. He's a part. He basically is in that area of that. Now, that's really, um, that's really a loaded statement. Are you serious? Then why would he allow certain things to happen? Why would he allow these things to go? Then we've got to remember that there's also another thing that's in play here. What is the thing that's in play here? The thing that's in play here is our choices. It goes right on back to what is our choices. What is your choice? Your choice. The choice you make, there is a condition that will come from that certain choice that you make. Well, let's look at the word. Let's look at the word. Let's go to Deuteronomy. Watch this. Let's go to Deuteronomy. You keep your hands on the other part. But Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, and then we're going to go to the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. Wow. The 28th chapter of Deuteronomy. I mean, he's he's really going through, he went through, God spoke and set these laws down, and he spoke a lot. Okay, Deuteronomy 27, he talks about the stones of the law. And then we go into 28. Wow. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I kind of went into 27 and looked at all of that. And all the people shall answer and say, amen. All right. Wow, there's a whole lot of different stuff that was sitting here. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going into 28. Uh, uh, chapter 28, it starts off by saying, it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments, which I commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God shall set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord. In other words, if you do basically what I'm telling, I told Adam that a long time ago, that if you would obey what I just, just obey what I'm trying to tell you. I'm not just trying to be mean. I'm trying to tell you something so that you will be blessed. That's what I'm trying to do. But if you would hearken and listen and observe, notice what he said here, hearken, observe, and do. Hearken, observe, and do. Hearken, listen. Listen to what I'm saying. Observe. In other words, put it to heart. Put it to, put it to, put it to heart. And then do all what I'm asking you to do. Do all of these things that I'm asking you to do. Then I'm, I, you do what you do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set you on high above all the nations of the earth. And, th and then not only that, all these favors are going to come upon you, and they're going to overtake you only if you hearken. Blessed shalt thou be in the city. Blessed shalt thou be in the field. And he talks about blessings upon blessings upon blessings. And you find that all the way down from that verse all the way to verse 14. And then, then he says, if you don't, if you don't do that, then you're going to have these things 
are going to come upon you. Look at verse 15. But it shall come to pass if thou shalt not hearken unto the Lord, unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe all of, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I've commanded you this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake you. That, that tells me something, that there's a couple things in play. Number one, there's blessings that's already been set for you if you do this. But on the other hand, there's also curses if you don't. If you don't do this, if you do this, you're going to be blessed. If you don't, then these things are going to come upon you. First of all, number one, you need to observe what I'm getting ready to tell you. Observe means I'm going to pay attention to what I'm telling you. Blessed shall thou be in the field. You don't, cursed shall thou be in the field, in the city, and then in the field. Okay? He goes through and he says, all of these curses shall come upon you. Cursed shall thou be in the city. Cursed shall thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. Cursed shall be the shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land and the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shall shall be when thou comest in and when thou goest out. The Lord shall send upon thee cursings, vexation, and rebuke in in all that thou settest thy hand unto unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. Lord <laughs> shall make pestilence cleave unto thee until, until he have consumed thee from off the land whether thou goest to... This means something. How dare God do all of these things to us. How dare he do that? Doesn't make any sense. He's going to do all that to us. Just like our children. How dare you spank my butt? All that happened was I didn't do what you told me to do. So you're going to spank my behind? You're going to put me on timeout? Are you serious? You're going to do all that to me? It's not fair. Come on, we have children that say that all the time. It's not fair. I don't understand why you are putting punishments upon me. Well, we gave you, com we gave you conditions in the very beginning. The conditions that we gave you, all you had to do was follow those. You put yourself into this. You put yourself into being punished. Not me. You did. I had all these things ready for you. And you did. But yet at the same time, I want to put you back into right standing. I want to put you back into right standing. And the only way that I can do that is I have got to bring redemption to you, which means I've got to release you from the contract, from the order, and from the obligation. Wow. Isn't that something? That, that, to, me, that to me speaks volumes. It speaks volumes. That's the redemptive work of Christ. The redemptive work of Christ. When he got in there, he, he paid the price for us so that we can have fellowship and be in right standing with the Father. Again, be in right standing with the Father. I'm gonna read, I, I hope everybody's catching that. Be in right standing. That's righteousness. That's righteousness. Righteousness means right living. Basically, right living. So you're going to be in right living with the Father again. When Jesus came, 
Look what he did. He released us of the contract. He released us of the order. What do you mean he released us of that from the law? Because the law said a lot of things. A law, the law is also good, but the law is also binding. Okay? The law is good, but the law is also binding. That's the curse that the law has. The curse that the law has is there's no leniency in it. None. There's no chance of you getting it right. There's no chance of you turning it around. There's no chance of you saying, okay, I'm going to get this back together again. There's no chance of that. Not in the law. You go to the court, the judge says, I'm going to upheld. I gotta up, I gotta do what the law says. The law says you were driving and you're supposed to go 25 miles an hour. You went 26. So you have to have this consequence for that. This is the consequence for going 26 miles an hour in a 25 mile zone. <laughs> The law says that. 26 in a 25 mile zone. So the law says, basically, you're gonna have to pay. Wow. 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 Okay. So, I mean, you know, finding out about the law, Jesus came and brought leniency to it. Jesus came and buffeted it, made it. He brought grace. He brought mercy. And he said, in order to do that, you have to receive me. In order to do that, God says, you have to go through my son now. You can no longer just come to me. Don't just come to me. Go through my son. He redeemed us, brought redemption to us. So, so awesome. So awesome to know that that's the way that he worked it for us. I pray everybody's grabbing on to this. We're talking about redemption. There's a lot of different scriptures that we're going to deal that, that we have dealt with and we're going to be dealing with with the next few the next few weeks in this in this study of redemption of redeeming the redeeming power of Jesus we talked about some stuff the last time we talked about how how grace comes in grace awesome time to get things right time to get things back the way that they should be you see, the letter of the law kills. Paul said that. The letter of the law kills. It does. Why? Because it's so strict. It's so rigid. It's just the way that it is. The curse of the law. The curse of the law is you walk scared. Not in a respectful way. No, but you walk basically in the way that I got to make sure that I do this. Because if not, boy, I'm on my way. This is this uh, this is going to see many walk that way before Jesus came. Many walked in fear. Come on, come on. All because the law said nobody's supposed to touch the Ark of the Covenant, but yet you have that one guy that reached out and touched the Ark. And look what happened to him. He died. God got angry and killed him. Somebody said, that's so cold. But that was the law. That was the law. See, the law is rigid. Rules are, are, are so, were so rigid and so strict. And they had to be followed to the T. They had to be followed just the way that it's that way that it's written down. 
There was no movement in that at all. There's no grace, no grace, none. You followed by the law. And then when Christ came and brought redemption, he released us from the order. He released us from that contract. He released us from that obligation. Did he abolish the law? No, he didn't abolish the law. He just put leniency to it. He took the sting away from it. See, a lot of us are right now, some, no, there's some that are sitting in sin right now. They're sitting in sin. They have not realized what Christ did. They, don't, they haven't realized it. What am I supposed to be saved from? You know, don't understand. What am I being saved from? I'm saved because I want to go to heaven. Well, that's good. That's good. But when you really stop and think, what is real salvation? Salvation is being saved from, keyword saved, from something. What am I saved from? I'm saved from danger. Wow. Uh, there was no danger out here. Yeah, there was danger. And you didn't even know it. And that's something. There's folks walking around today that don't even know it. They don't even know that they're they're in danger. They're in so much danger. But Christ came to to bring. Christ came, and then He died, buying back, buying back who we were. Through Adam, to who we were through Adam. God enjoyed Adam. Met up with him at the cool of the day all the time. I was looking in Genesis and you check out. God never cursed Adam. He didn't curse him. He cursed the serpent. But he didn't curse Adam. <laughs> That's a mind blower, isn't it? That's a mind blower. That's a that's something right there that you know you look at it. Look in Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. I hope, I hope some of you are writing this, some of this down. Writing this down. Okay. Write down. Go to Genesis. You'll find Genesis. Three. Look at this. Okay, verse 8, you're talking about it. And the voice of the Lord walking in the garden, the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? Where, where are you hiding from me? Where are you? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And then God said, who told you, who told you that you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree? Now he's asking the question, but he knows the answer. Remember I commanded thee that thou should not eat it. And man said, the woman that thou gave to me, she gave it to me and I did eat. And and the Lord said unto the woman, what is this that thou was, what? What are you? What? What is it that you? What? What have you done? And the woman says, "The serpent beguiled me, and I ate from it too." And the Lord God said unto the serpent, "Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, cattle, and upon and up, and above every beast of the field, and upon thy belly thou shalt go, and the dust." Shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Then he looked to the woman, and he says this. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. 
In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Curse? No, it's not a curse. That's an instruction. That's a consequence. That's a consequence. Or, or if you want to put it away, that's a chastisement. That's a slap on the hand. You might not, women might not think that that's a slap in the hand, but think. Look, look what he said to Adam. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, which which I commanded thee, of which I commanded thee, thou shalt not eat of it. Since you did what I said that you're not supposed to do, you listen to the voice of, of your wife. Now watch this. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. Did he curse Adam? No, he cursed the ground. Cursed is the ground. Not you. I'm not cursing you. I've cursed the ground. I didn't curse you, I cursed the ground. I didn't curse Eve. Slapped her hand. I put punishment on her. I cursed the serpent. I cursed him. Wow. But I'm cursing the ground for you. The ground is cursed because of you now. The ground is cursed because of you. In sorrow, you're going to eat of it all the days of your life. This is your punishment. Thorns also and thistles shall, shall it bring forth to thee. And thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face, you'll eat bread. So thou return to the ground. For out of it wast thou taken. For dust, your dust. And dust, you're going to return. I made out of you from the ground. I cursed the ground. The ground was blessed. The ground had favor. There was no thistles. There was no thorns. There was a lot of favor there. But because you're going to listen to somebody else instead of listening to what I told you to do. He didn't curse him. He didn't curse Eve. He cursed the serpent. He disciplined Adam. He disciplined Eve. Strong discipline. If he would have cursed them, we would not be where we are today. I venture to say that. I venture to say that. Something to think about. If he had accursed him, we would not be here today. We wouldn't be able to have the salvation through Jesus Christ. Because he set in motion a curse. Today, serpent is still traveling around on its belly. On its belly is traveling around. Eating dust. Wow. Eating dust. But re redemption came through Jesus. Redemption came through him. He redeemed us.
we're supposed to be like him. We're supposed to be like him. What price are you paying for somebody just to have a relationship with a father? Oh, man. That hit home. That hit home. What relationship, what, what are you willing to do for that soul that's lost? That soul that's still bound, because they are. They can't, they can't get free until they realize the fact that I got to come through Jesus. And I've already been redeemed. I am redeemed. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm now a part of the, I'm a part of the royal family. I have an inheritance that's coming. I have an inheritance. I often think of this of the story of the prodigal son. He got everything. He got his inheritance early. But he was brought back. His mind returned to him. And he was brought back. <clears throat> brought back to what? He was brought back into the home of right standing. Just let me be a servant. No. I can't let you be a servant because I love you too much. You're my son. Bring a robe. I'm giving you my robe. That's royalty. Putting a ring on your finger. That's identity. That's identity. Hmm. You're a part of this family. Cook up the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. Because my son that was dead, that was dead, has returned. Has returned. Oh, how awesome is that? How awesome is that? Someone said he didn't pay no price to get back to his father. Father didn't pay a price. No, his father paid inheritance. Yeah, 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 yeah. The son paid the price. Just out and about. Just out doing it. <laughs> Just out there. Wow, the son did, the father didn't. Came home, put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger with identity, told him, number one, you're my son. Let's have a party. You were dead, you were dead. Come on, mankind was dead to the father. And the only way that he could be returned, only way that mankind could get back in line and get back into the arrangement that God had planned from the very beginning, only way that he could do that was there had to be somebody that would pay a price, a redemptive price. And the only one that could do it was one that was pure. The only one that could do it is the one that was obedient, that will be obedient and will stay obedient. Come on, somebody. That will be obedient. What is he asking of you today? What is he asking of you? Someone said, please tell me. 
Does that mean the law is no longer there? The law is still there. Jesus spoke of a greater commandment. There's one that's greater than all of these other commandments. All these other commandments are good. And if you follow them, you'll still be blessed. It's no problem. All of them are good. But the law and the prophets, they hang on this one commandment. They all hang on this one commandment, that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and your neighbor as yourself. If you do this, blessings will come upon you, overtake you. You'll find favor. Come on. You're going to have those that's going to try to get you away from that. From loving the Lord with all thy soul, with all thy might. All everything. People will get in front of you to keep you from doing all of that. Their attitudes, their nasty thinking. Come on. They're, as somebody said, they're stinking thinking. Not get you get in front of you from loving the Lord God, no. But look at the way that he was. That's what he's trying to get us to do. Look at the way that I am. If you love me, that's what Jesus said. If you love me, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You'll keep my laws. Come on. What is the difference between a commandment and a law? What would you say would be the difference between a commandment and a law? A command is something I want you to do. A law is set in stone. Something that will not change. My God. So you're going to keep his commandments? <laughs> That's what he asks of you. That's all he has. And the redemptive work of the Son paying the price for you. He paid the price for every one of us so that we could live. So that we could live. Don't walk around blinded. Come on, there's many that's already doing that. Blinded to the fact that God has made a way for them. It's up to us to be able to show that. That no, there's a greater commandment. That greater commandment is love. Amen. Amen. I pray that you got blessed by, by this tonight. I pray you were blessed by it. The redemptive work of the Holy Spirit. The redemptive work of the Son. Redemption. I still, I love the way that is. The redemption is release of a prior order, contract, or obligation. Amen. Father, I thank you for this. I thank you, Father God, for those that heard those that will go back into the archives and pull this up. Talking about redemption. Father God, I pray, Lord, that they will grab this. And Lord, there might be someone that will just stumble onto this and they'll listen to this. I pray, Lord, that they will give their life over to you in Jesus' name. And if you are that one, Christ died for you. He did. He died for you. What are you, you said? What am I being saved from? Simply be saved from the sting of sin. To the place that you're getting free from it. Say, I'm no longer there. That's what grace does. And God says, I'm giving you time to get it right. All you have to do is simply say, Father, forgive me. 
I am one that have denied you. I am one that I've never respected what you did for me. I want that to change. And I'd love to have you in my life. You will take away everything. And from this day forward, I'll serve you. And I thank you for it. I believe that you died, rose again, and that you're coming again. And I accept it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Next week, I want to talk a little bit, talk a little bit about um, about the third person. There's another person. A lot of times we think that it was the devil that did it. But ultimately, I came down to the to the realization that he was only a tool to get us to the place to follow him. Because Jesus said, you are of the father, you are of your father, the devil. He talked, he was talking to the scribes and Pharisees. He says, you are of your father, the devil. What? Are you serious? But there's one that, there's one that stands in the way of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And I want to talk about that next week. One that stands in the way of the redemptive work that Jesus did. And you'll be shocked when you find out who it is. I pray that you tune in again next week at the same time. Amen. God bless you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.